0: Welcome back, people, uh, to the JMS Podcast. And this episode's guest is Patrice Faith, very talented musician and writer. Uh, I had her on as one of my musician lineups at a previous music show I put together at Cafe Friscati, and she did great. And uh, I, I highly recommend you to check out her music at her SoundCloud account, uh, Patrice Faith. and. Just search for that name and she like when I heard her, it really surprised me and how different she sounds to compared to the other musicians here in town. And on top of that, it's she's if you really listen to her lyrics, they're very profound. And for me she just stuck out so much so that I had to send her a a message on Facebook, say, Hey, I ran into your stuff and I really enjoyed it, keep it up. Um, she didn't really know me. and I didn't really know her, but I just felt compelled to let her know how I felt about her music. Creepy, maybe. Actually, yeah, sounds a little creepy now I think about it. But she turns out to be a great person. You know, she's very friendly. And uh, just talking to her, I realized that she has a very creative roots behind her. And uh, a great support system. You know, she came with her sister, and it looks like her sister and her are like a, a team. And that's great. It's always great to have someone there very supportive uh, to help you out. Um, and I know I have that with my friends and, and such, but it's great. It's great. She came here with her sister and it was a lot of fun. Had a great talk. Very informative and uh, inspiring, uh, at least for me. And just like mo- most of my guests, you know, they come here and they talk it up. And we I get to know them a bit more and how they, they go through their creative process. And it's always inspiring, always. If you haven't noticed by now, but the JMS Podcast has an official website. That's right. I finally got it together. Uh, just, ser- just search. Don't search for anything. Just go straight to the website. You All you got to do is type jmspodcast.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I got a .com. Pretty lucky, huh? So, JMS Podcast, you have all the episodes there uh, at, at an archive you could check out. On top of that, It has all the sound session videos that I filmed with my guests. And there's more. There's photos. There's uh, upcoming events. And I I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who has supported me in this podcast up till now. And this website, I've always held on for the longest time to make it because I didn't know how receptive people would be to this podcast. And it wasn't until later I realized that I had everything all over the place. And it's a good feeling to have a very centralized web page that people can just go to. And it looks looks a lot more professional. And I I designed the website myself. I put it together myself. And I even paid for it for myself. And you know what? For a guy that does not know anything about design, that does not know anything about uh, web creating, I'm very proud of it. I think I mentioned that before. But I'm happy with it. You know, it's very simple, easy to navigate. And, I mean, I have some friends who are graphic designers, and they're always giving me tips on how to improve, and I I, I take some of it, but, you know, it's not so bad, right? Uh, For me as an amateur, I'm happy with it, and I've gotten some great feedback about it, and, again, I'm going for simplicity, get to the point, and and easy to navigate, and I think I've accomplished those things. I'm very proud of myself. I think I'm officially part of Silicon Valley. You know, I was born here in Silicon Valley, and it, it took me this long to even try to create a website. Uh, so please check it out. Also, I've put a new page on the website. I am accepting donations. Uh, you might be saying, "Hey, why do I need to donate for your podcast?" Well, you know, it's independently run, and this podcast is geared towards highlighting local talent here. I feel it's very important, especially here in San Jose. So it's, it's such a big city, or in general, in the South Bay. There's a lot of distance when it comes to the uh, creative communities even among themselves and I, I have always visioned this podcast to be the centralized place for other artistic people to look at other artistic people that made no sense but the point I'm trying to make is that you know you might find somebody else in your own community that you can relate to and hopefully even collaborate you know I one of the proudest moments I had with this podcast was I had a, a musical guest in the past. He came up to me recently. He said, "Hey, someone listened to my podcast episode and they booked me for a show." And for me it's like that's amazing. That's the whole idea behind this podcast is to make sure that other people take notice of the local talent here and even book them. Book them for a show, you know, check out their talent. And this goes across the board to not just musicians or comedians. This goes to, you know, writers and poets. And in some ways, this is this is exactly what I was aiming for this podcast to be. Um, and as far as the money, to be honest with you, I'm on a student budget. I'm a full-time student. And uh, I, I can't guarantee that I have the money uh, to keep this going after I graduate um, because I think... Uh, the, the trend is once you graduate, you, you, you'll be like most likely unemployed for a while. So I'm kind of preparing for that. So all donations will go towards a safe account to pay off the hosting fees for this podcast. So even though I may be unemployed for a while, hopefully not, uh, at least this podcast will still be going. And uh, anything else will go towards improving quality of microphones, quality of the mixers. And I have some vision of how to more em- evolve this podcast and bring a video element and all that takes money. So any donation helps. It really does. I mean, it could be one dollar. I don't mind because that one dollar will really help me keep up this podcast and this website afloat. Also, I, I have a new feature called advertising. Uh, I would love to advertise your show. If you have an upcoming show, whether it's a stand-up comedy show, whether it's an improv show, whether it's a music show poetry gathering, art gallery, installation, uh, you name it. If it's within the South Bay, I'm more than happy to advertise it to my listeners here at the JMS Podcast for free. That's right, for free, just for one episode. I would love to mention your upcoming event. Uh, you you could Go to the website for more information. Uh, if you have a product that you want to sell, uh, that's not necessarily free and it has to be already on online markets such as ebay and amazon of course more information go to the jms podcast episode but just letting you guys know that as much as people are there for me on this podcast this podcast is there for them too um i think it is a communication is a very important factor when it comes to supporting the arts and i just hope that this podcast becomes just another resource that the local community can use to check out local talent or check out what's coming up in the community soon at any event. So that's my spiel. And uh, please check out the jmspodcast.com website. Can't say enough. Can't say enough. All right. Let's go ahead over and uh, let's see what my chat with Patrice Faith is all about. And she even performs a song at the end. So stay tuned for her song. Uh, Heads up. This song I'm about to play right now is from her SoundCloud account. It's called Dead Roses. It's one of my favorites. Uh, So let's give that a listen. And the song she performs live in studio is called It Wasn't Over For Me. Alright, without much further ado, let's go chat with Patrice Faith.
1: All these dead i mm-hmm.
0: So, Siri is your your main mode of... of transportation. Transportation, yep. GPS. And, and she usually gets it right, but today she just had you go everywhere?
2: Everywhere. Well, she gets it right, and it's supposed to be the quickest way, but I guess I still know like the sh- shortcuts. And like she took us um, completely around where I could have just cut right in half. So.
1: Yeah?
2: <laughs> Sorry for being a little late. No, no, not at
0: all. <laughs> you guys are fine. You guys okay. are perfect. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's just... It's interesting, because... I usually avoid using GPS. Really? To drive. Uh, yeah. I, I like to really challenge myself and kind of like, all right. From memory. <laughs> from memory. Because in some ways, it, 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 I feel, because I know people who, before GPS, they used to be great drivers, navigators, but now they're like so dependent on GPS. Yeah. I'm like, wow.
2: I, I don't know any of the names of anything I like drive every day because like I just know from like Surrey. And,
0: and you go to school in San Francisco, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I actually know San Francisco a little bit more because you really can't depend on GPS only because yeah. yeah. you just, like, it's so, like, a maze over there.
0: Uh, did did you start school already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How bad is the traffic from the Super Bowl?
2: Oh, um, luckily, I haven't been able... Uh, I don't deal with that too often. I have an online class, so I only have to, like, drive, um, like, maybe once a month just to, like, update books and cameras Um, Other than that, like, I don't have to deal with the traffic too much. And I make sure to go like at like maybe 11 and leave before one or two. Because after that, it's just crazy. Three hours just to get back home.
0: I bet. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. And this is interesting. So when I met you, I saw I met you as a musician. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I met you at Frascati. But I did not know that you have a film interest. Yeah. And, and, and which, actually, what's <laughs> even more fascinating is you specifically are studying to be a cinematographer.
2: Yes, yeah. What if,
0: What about that field appeals to you?
2: Um, hmm. Well, I think my entire life I was a writer. And I... So it was first songwriting since I was really, really young. I wrote about karate and, like, random flowers and stuff like that. And so writing was always, like just my first nature. and um, That's
0: a quite fascinating combination. Karate and random <laughs> flowers. What is the connection there? Make... Did, did, did your dad watch a lot of kung fu films growing up?
2: I guess he did, but it was just it was weird me and my sister we were just fascinated about being spies and like we yeah. begged our parents we want to karate so we can be like charlie's angels and there
0: you go <laughs> and the random flowers where i still in? love
2: flowers i <laughs> just i guess it's like a combination of being a spy and a girly girl i was i'm still that way uh-huh but
0: yeah do you still want to be a spy In some weird way.
2: If music or film doesn't pan out, it's being a spy. Uh,
0: Hopefully the CIA or somebody uh, (laughs) finds me. (laughs) Yeah, and recruits you.
2: I hope so. They'll hear this.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you you always wrote when you were younger.
2: Always wrote, and, um, you know, at one point after high school when everyone was going to college and I was planning on going to um, Los Angeles to pursue music, as a songwriter, so and
0: you were playing music throughout high school.
2: Throughout, yeah, high school, middle, middle school, middle school, everything. And were you
0: known as the musician around school?
2: Yeah, I was. I'm. I was pretty shy about. I wasn't like walking around with my guitar and like singing songs in the hallways. Uh-huh. So I was, but I was walking around with the guitar because I had guitar class and I had piano and choir and stuff. So I was known for oh, wow. like.
0: So you were into another instruments as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um,
0: and, and they were like, Patrice, like, oh yeah, and when talent shows come up, like, oh yeah, Patrice, we can go see her, like,
2: yeah, kind, of, yeah. What high school did you go to again? Piedmont Hills.
0: Piedmont Hills. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting.
2: Yeah, it was fun.
0: Not far from my high school.
2: Oh, really? where did I, you go? I went
0: to MoPita's High.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not too far Is, at all.
0: Right, right. We're not too far, are we? No.
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay, cool. So you were riding through high school and you were playing music.
2: Yeah, and.
0: And then, and then, and then, you made a choice. <laughs> about taking it seriously as a career choice
2: i just assumed like when i was in fifth grade oh yeah this is what i'm going to do for the rest of my life i'm going to be i'm going to be a songwriter. i'm going to be like britney spears but then kind of like more cool and rock and yeah (laughs) so
0: and your families were were supportive
2: um yeah they were i mean it's
0: okay i know your sister's here we can be honest
2: i know yeah she was the worst one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the worst critic. Yeah. It's always the siblings, isn't it? Like, my siblings are always like, they don't know what I'm doing. They're like, right, whatever it is you're doing, it's not working out for you. <laughs>
2: she's, she's just as uh, big of a dreamer as I am. So, that's kind of, I'm comfortable in telling her. My parents, you know, they're both creative. So, it was kind of nice to tell them. But I think they eventually thought I was going to like grow up into like, oh, okay, well, now my real choice is to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. But um yeah, so I mean I thought, okay, I'm gonna pursue music, I'm gonna go to Los Angeles, and then all my friends leave and they're actually um pursuing careers that will probably make money and, you know, and I got scared. I'm like, okay. It's
0: petrifying, isn't it?
2: It's really petrifying. I still yeah.
0: get that. I'm, I'm graduating uh from university and I still get that feeling. Like Holy shit! My friends are all careers, are you having families, are getting married. Yeah, I'm just like with myself, just playing a guitar or <laughs> writing. And say, what am I doing with my life?
2: But you're happy, right? Like it's... Uh, that's
0: debatable. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you were saying,
2: um, yeah, I and mean, so that's that part is scary. And I was like, okay, well, what's my second option? Like, what can I do that would also make me happy? As a happy and as I am when I write a song. Like that high feeling of like, oh, that song is like, I want everyone to hear. Or, you know, I don't know, nothing will compare to that feeling.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I, I wrote, you know, short stories and, you know, so I said, okay, let me pursue screenwriting. And there was a class available in De Anza, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. I'm going to college, not traveling to LA. And so I kind of felt all cool and Like, I fit in with everyone around me, that I wasn't just this musician girl. Right. But then again, film...
0: Do you feel uncomfortable being labeled as the musician girl?
2: I guess I did. And I think I did that to myself, you know? Why is that? Just not pursuing the career that is just so, you know, stable. You Mm -hmm. know, like... Because I do that to other people, when people tell me, like oh, you know, I'm, I want to be, you know, a magician or, you know, something like that. And I just weigh those pros and cons of, okay, you know, you may be an amazing magician, but there is a chance that someone's better and you might not get to the place you've been dreaming of. And are you okay with that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I ask myself the same questions. And I think just recently I came up with a solution that I truly would be a lot better healthier and happier if i was failing at being a musician than i was being a complete success at anything else because i would be kind of like you know i just made a great film but i you know i no one will ever know that i can also sing and i just wrote a cool song or something like that
0: okay so (laughs) you're trying to be in tune with different subjects that yeah. way you can fall back on one or the other.
2: Yeah, film is really my backup plan, but yeah. it actually brings out a lot of music. I'm sure you get that. I mean, yeah. they they go hand in hand completely. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah.
2: And it's so cool, like you know, just watching film and you know the photography side of cinematography and film is you know very, um, kind of like freeing when it comes to music too.
0: Now here's an- another interesting tidbit about us that I find very fascinating. (laughs) And I'm I'm very excited because we both took the same screenwriting teacher.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Goldwyn, And he's the one who really laid out my my writing work ethic, my writing uh, no bullshit way of looking at writing screenwriting. You know, Mm -hmm. because after I took his class, all the other screenwriting teachers don't even compare when it comes to learning screenwriting and stuff like that. So how was your experience? Because I had... before we go there, how was your experience <laughs> taking his screenwriting class?
2: So awesome i I mean I remember I went okay, so I had his class at the right out of high school, and I'm like pursuing this new thing film loved watching films. I was kind of a film nerd with my sister, and you know going into that, I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect and then here comes Barack and he has such a raw sense of humor yeah and um funny guy yeah he's hilarious and I just fell in love with not film but writing and what goes behind it and what makes a good film and a bad film I mean it really definitely taught me a lot about writing just as like making it pure and just what's funny what's not funny
0: so why did you move to cinematography and I just stayed in screenwriting well
2: yeah actually so then it all happened at de anza so i was taking screenwriting and
0: i love that phrase for me it's the same it all happened at de anza (laughs) i'm not kidding yeah it it, for me de anza was a big moment in my life believe it or not like when you're there you're like oh this place sucks (laughs) oh why am i stuck here but once you graduate you go back here you know i had a lot of major life stuff happen here that's that's amazing. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah,
2: I mean, it is a place that you kind of discover what it is you want to pursue for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. it may suck because you're, like, trapped in this thing where, you know, you have to go through all this self-discovery and, like, okay, I have to turn in this report and figure out what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. But it ended up working out because, you know, he wasn't – you know, he taught great things, and I learned a lot. And then at the same time taking his screenwriting course, I took – um, Gillette's film production I don't know if you um, know that professor she
0: just started when I left
2: oh okay yeah she's great
0: you know. how many years apart are we We're, uh, I just turned 26
2: okay so I'm 22
0: okay yeah wow wow
2: <laughs> not too so far young. okay
0: um, well, for me that's like two lifetimes ago <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> but I took her class film production and I took it just so I could get enough credits to you know transfer somewhere for screenwriting and I took the film production and we had to make uh, short film after short film and it was like one short film after a week so I mean it, there was a it was very labor intensive and I also of a sudden fell in love with being behind the camera mm-hmm. I didn't even write the short films down I just went from the idea in my head and I put it on film and I was I remember before I premiered the first film that I did I was so scared and I was like this is crap like it's going to be terrible and everyone's gonna like laugh because you know De Anza too the film department there's so many cool people yeah like they're all like already in film yeah. and
0: it's intimidating
2: it is very intimidating I almost
0: quit my first day <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> I walked in and I didn't know I come from a, a I don't come from a creative background. You know, I I came from a blue-collar family yeah. and we don't really, you know, are could afford big equipment whatever. And mm. uh, so when I walked in my first day, like the the ver- more veteran students were like, "Oh, they talk about these 4K cameras, all these cameras. Stuff I didn't even know about." Yeah. And I and I was like, "You know what? I think I'm out of my league here." <laughs> But then what I soon realized, because like you, I started writing at a young age. Yeah. And that's why I attracted to screenwriting. I was like, all right, maybe I don't have this fancy qu- film equipment or the cinematography skills, but I know how to write a story. Yeah. And and so that's why I, I – stri- is, is that what happened to you as well? Like, all right. Yeah. Concentrate on the, on the film story side of mm-hmm. first. And it wasn't until later you got into cinematography yeah. behind the camera work.
2: And I'm still not, like, into that, you know – fancy cameras I I can't hold a conversation when it talks about like different lens and using fancy editing yeah I can't I mean I can tell you what I know and that'll be a five minute conversation yeah
0: but but I could have a five hour conversation about a character and his journey and stuff like that yeah and like how amazing the the different thematic (laughs) elements you're putting in the story exactly Then you bring up lens Uh,
2: okay yeah no I'm totally on the same page but I mean that's how I just Taking that class, and I had my sister act in every short film, and... Yeah.
0: <laughs> how was that, working with your sister?
2: Oh, she knows how bad it... I just, when I get in the moment, I'm just so almost anxious, yeah. and I'm, I know you feel the same way when you're yeah, working I, on I, projects. My
0: little brother was my maid star, too, when I was younger, yeah. and my cousins, yeah.
2: <laughs> that I would just be, like, directing her, and, like, yeah. it's I,
0: hard... Did, did she have a bit of a, of a God complex? I know I did. <laughs> It's like, all right, I'm creating this universe. Do what I say.
2: Don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say so. No, it's... <laughs> it's oh, for
0: the listeners here, we do have Patricia's sister. She's sitting yeah. next to her. Hello. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. And thankfully, I got uh, great reviews on the first film. And after that, I kind of just... I got the same high, not exactly as music, but it was so close that I... It, okay, this is your backup plan, you know, and this is what you're gonna do if music doesn't pan out, yeah.
0: which is yeah. great because they do complement each other,
2: definitely. Um, yeah.
0: like I just got into music, yeah, and um, because I, I, I was inspired by the musicians I hanged out for Scotty, and I realized that uh, I'm not a great guitar player, none of that, but just like in storytelling, I say, like, oh, you know, I'm I work on my lyrics, maybe I, I could concentrate on, on just writing lyrics. That means something to me and that could, you know, people can, what's the word I'm looking for? People get it, I guess, mm-hmm. in some weird way. um, But, but yeah, they do complement each other. I feel the way you construct a story when you think in so many layers of filmmaking. Because it's not just the story you need to worry. You need to worry about how, how, the vision you want for the story in this. If yeah. you're directing at least, or if you're making yeah. it for me writing a song is the same way so I'm thinking of the words now I'm thinking of the melody now I'm thinking of like whatever you know like am I gonna have other a drummer you know will beat mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's very similar they do compliment each other they do yeah, yeah. and I have like did you have like a third backup?
2: Mm well I know I, my sister and I were are backup plan because my sister is an accomplished actress. Actually, she, an
0: accomplished actress. She is. No, she's, she's I'm her biggest her fan. Jeez.
2: She attended. It sounds
0: like you're <laughs> you're her manager right now. I'm totally promoting her. I
2: am. Every time someone's like, "Oh, what does your sister do?" You? I'm like, "Oh, okay, so I just started." Wait,
0: did did you get? Did, I'm talking to your sister now. Did you get into acting? When when you start acting in her films, like that really did it for you. So it's like,
2: um, I actually was acting since high school.
0: Okay, so. theater. Yeah.
2: Theater, yeah. Yeah,
0: me too. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a great. I'm not an accomplished actor though. <laughs> like, I'm not.
2: She uh, attended uh, the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. Wait, yeah.
0: are you going there now?
2: Uh, I graduated.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, um, prestigious school. Yeah,
2: yeah, I was so shocked that I actually got it. <laughs> so, but Patrice,
0: I know this is your episode. <laughs> I'm, <a special laughs> your I'm just kidding. the mic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and were you theater or screen acting? Which, which one are you more interested in?
2: I'm definitely more interested in film, but I okay. have the training for kind of both. So. I
0: like that, the training. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's, a, that's important. You know, like, yeah. uh, I'm developing a web series right now. And I, I have, most of my actors are theater actors from San Jose State University. And mm-hmm. For me, I've acted in theater, but I've done it so long ago. And, you know, uh, so I'm not well in tune. So when we were, we were shooting a scene, she, my actress, you know, although I'm the producer, the director, and the actor of this web series, she's giving me tips. <laughs> and I'm like, but I needed it, you know, she because yeah. like, I was like, because oh, I'm so worried about everything else that I'm not yeah. concentrating on my acting. <laughs> that's great anyway that's amazing so you you come from a very creative background
2: yeah different.
0: how many more siblings do you have
2: just Ari so just, just Ari. one
0: how many years apart are you two
2: we're ex- actually one year exactly okay apart. very close wow very close yeah. In some
0: way actually like some kids can be twins somewhat you know
2: <laughs> we feel like twins
0: you are matching uh, jean clothing. jackets jean jackets yeah <laughs> the hair that's amazing
2: yeah we're really really close uh,
0: and and so I want to go back to your family then. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that your parents are creative. Yes. What do they do?
2: Um. Well, my dad, he's, uh, right now he's an engineer, but he is a writer. I would say, uh, first and foremost, he's always written poems for my mom and, like, giving me, like, song lyrics for me to sing. And, of course, I'm like, Dad, you know, I write my own lyrics. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, he's he's an awesome writer, and um, I definitely think, you know, that's where a lot of my writing abilities have come from and my mom she is um awesome she's an interior designer so she kind of she's always been in staging and Mm -hmm. um looking at you know the colors and textures of interior design and that's always been cool my you know like we've just always kind of been raised in that but yet my parents have also they've not neglected their um abilities in creative fields but you know like my dad he has no um, ties to writing he's an engineer and um, you know he wishes he was able to write more and my mom I and mean, she was an accountant for a long time and that was for money purposes she didn't ever thought that she could make it as an interior designer but you know now she does work that as a full-time she's very you know successful now but you know it wasn't her aspiration to just pursue her creative and I think that's kind of what me and my sister feel as well. You know, oh, my sister loves acting and I love music and film and here we are and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're pursuing our creative endeavors. And that's kind of scary.
0: <laughs> what scares you the most about it?
2: Um I would say it would just be the idea that I'm wasting time. And
0: That's yeah, I get you. That's probably <laughs> the worst. Yeah, cuz <laughs> and I feel the same way about relationships as well yeah so it's like I'm very neurotic it's like oh my god like a year from now if this doesn't end well I just wasted a year <laughs> that's pretty bad of me to say that it
1: is it is <laughs> uh, uh, but
0: but same thing with pursuing um, your creative endeavors I think yeah. I think it's like oh, this film I'm making is it gonna be good like all this time and money and effort with these actors like yeah. you know it's like I worry about that stuff too and how do you handle that though
2: I think really it comes down to having that conversation with yourself. Like, I mean, I have it with myself all the time, you know. Okay, is it wasting time to just pack up everything and really give this all you got? Or is it the same as wasting time as kind of just half doing it? Like being lukewarm about your passions. Then you're also wasting time. So you have to give it your full force. And then if you're wasting time, then you can say, okay, I've given it everything. if you just kind of idle along then you're also wasting time and if you're not doing it and then you pursue something else and then you that doesn't pay off and you still haven't done what you love then that's also wasting time so I feel like you have no choice but to actually do it and then if it doesn't work out you didn't exactly waste time because it's kind of officially out of your system Mm. but I'm still working on it so I don't really know
0: (laughs) I agree I think uh Part of personal growth is not just the success in life, but the f- mm-hmm. failures as well.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow, okay. Uh, what are some of your... Uh, God, not, not that I know that you're into so many other fields, <laughs> I'm like, uh, but, but since I have you as music primarily, I'll start mm-hmm. there. Uh, who were some of your musical influences growing up?
2: Hmm. Well, my dad is definitely into um, classic rock, so you know, the Rolling Stones and... Mm-hmm all of that. My mom, she was into Etta James, but she also loved Madonna and, you know, like a lot of the 80s icons. So I think growing up, I remember, you know, being around the house and it was just Etta James and like or um, a church record, which um, our church was very, you know, gospel. And so
0: that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I,
2: when I was around that, I feel like I not that I have the voice of Etta James because I, I don't you know or um, Celine Dion or all of those um, people that my mom used to listen to but I understood the feeling that they were Kind of conveying their yeah. hurt, and yeah. I was, you know, in fifth grade writing about, you know, some man cheating on me, and you know, like that's not in fifth grade. In fifth grade, because that's what I heard, you know. That's was, was
0: cheating a thing for, <laughs> for boys in fifth grade? I don't remember even having aspirations for a, for a girl <laughs> in fifth grade.
2: No, I think it was just because of the music I was right. listening to. I was just like, oh, I understand their pain, you know, being ten years old and not really knowing what it was about. But like wanting to feel
0: that—that's the beauty about gospel. Is yeah, is, 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 it's about the feelings. Uh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you like
2: the blues? Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Me, I'm a bit. I'm a blues guy too. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I was talking to a friend about this. It's like, it's not necessarily about how the music. It's more about the feeling they're conveying. Yeah. The fact I'm not sure if you got the, this happened to you, but when I go to a blues show and I cry. It's yeah. one of the most beautiful moments. Like I can't get that from any other oh, yeah. music v- venue show.
2: I know. And you know what's so funny? I talked to my sister about this. Um, when I'm at a great show, and I think everyone feels this, you know, like when you put your hands up and mm-hmm. you're just like, it's not like a dance move or anything. You're just, it's almost as if you're in church and you're just like putting your hands up and you're like, yes. And I do that when it's good. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in church. Like yeah. this is. Like such a holy place, you know. They're speaking something that's far more than lyrics and even chords or anything like that. It's it's putting them together and you get what they felt the moment they wrote it.
0: Were you, were you part of your church's choir or anything like that?
2: No, I wish, but yeah, no, I wasn't.
0: But ch- growing up, church was a big deal in your life when it comes to music. Definitely,
2: yeah. Church has always been um, a part of you know my family's and I think really it was out of everything, you know, reading the Bible and all that, it was it, nothing kind of tied me closer to my faith than music. You know, it was, you mm. know, my mom listening to the music and it wasn't like me remembering my favorite scripture or, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of, you know, usual in practicing, um, religion or Christianity. It was, uh, definitely like my favorite gospel song, my favorite, you know, gospel singer and all of that. Um, which really kind of, I think, unified my love for those big singers who just felt what, you know, sang what they felt. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: What was the first instrument you picked up?
2: Well, I bought my mom bought uh, my first electric guitar when I was in fifth grade.
0: Wow. Yep.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <You>
0: got, wow.
2: <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't really learn until I, I got older, so I would...
0: What, what kind of electric? Was it a Telecaster or anything like that?
2: No, it was, um, it was a red Fender.
0: A Fender, okay. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: Yeah, it was it was a nice... I mean, I, I really, basically, it was just used to um, play around with when I was in my room. Like, I pretended that I knew how to play it, but I really didn't, and I only picked up chords. And then I took piano, and then I took violin. Nothing stuck with me.
0: Violin, yeah. Then it stuck with you.
2: No, far from my, my
0: sister took some violin class. We got like a broken violin back there somewhere. Really, I don't know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was terrible at it, and I even like hid my violin from my parents so like oh. I didn't have to go to practice. Oh, I was no. like, oh, I lost it, <laughs> or everything, and like I would just beg them, I don't want to go. And even with piano, yeah, I I love it now. I mean, I wish I could play more, but I just something about you know the aspect of learning the music theory really bugged me when i was little mm-hmm. not until high school when i was like really fascinated with skills and all of that that's when i kind of fell more in love with music but so yeah just guitar and when i was in high school i took guitar class and i had a great teacher uh, mr bouchard who um i even told him oh yeah this is my dream and he pulled me aside and he was like okay i want you to perform something and i'm like no pressure yeah, and he, I'm like, okay, and I performed him one of my original songs, and he was like, yeah, no, you you have something, um, you need to practice more guitar, and um, and then you can get there, but yeah. it's gonna take a lot of work.
0: Do you, do you uh you've it seems like a lot of people really are supporting you and like rooting you for you and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure there? Um, kind of to like, hey, all these expectations are from me.
2: Yeah. Well. Luckily, I feel like most of the pressure comes from myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I got pressured. Yeah. too, You know what I'm saying? From film. Uh, from film, writing. They're like, oh, hey, you're, you know, like, what? Well, not Barack, but some other screenwriter uh, teacher was like, Jorge, oh, you're a better writer than I thought you would be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get nervous, you know, um, especially since I do comedy too and all that. Yeah. It's like. Sometimes you don't have in, you don't have enough faith in yourself, but others do. So you, you end up doing yeah. it because of them. It's like, all right, they, I can't stop now because they believe in me. But I do feel a bit of pressure about that. I'm wondering if you get that too, because I know mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Because, uh, when I saw you for Scotty, but I never really stuck around to re-listen to your stuff mm-hmm. because I was busy with you know being performing
2: being, and or just being be, hang out with yeah. them outside,
0: <laughs> you know, um. And it wasn't until I somehow was on SoundCloud and I somehow ran into your account. I didn't know it was you. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to it and I was like, "Whoa! Like, who's this singing? Like, who's <laughs> this? Like, you? Like, for me, you had that Lana Del Rey, uh, Lara <laughs> Lynn feel to it.
2: Thank you. And
0: and I thought it was like I really thought it was unprofessional. I looked. I was like, Patrice, that looks. Oh, yes, <laughs> that that check from from Fiscati. And yeah. I, I think I sent you a message like, Um-hmm. "Hey." I just listen. That. That's amazing stuff, and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, and and I know when people have done that to me, I'm like, oh, it's great. That's awesome. Yeah. But, oh my god. It means <laughs> you know, like, oh my god, what does that mean now? <laughs> you get that?
2: I think, actually, I think it's it works the opposite for me because the entire time I'm thinking, you know, whatever I put on SoundCloud or whatever I perform at, for Scotty, and then I, I'm like, that that sucked. Like, here I am, I'm giving up my whole entire life, yeah. my intel- everything just to do this, and I'm terrible, and, you know, and then I get this message from you, and, you know, even like my old teachers, and yeah. um, friends that I haven't talked to from high school, from middle school, and they're like, wow, you're actually doing it, and um, those mean so much to me, because they're kind of quieting the evil voices in my head that are saying, you know, you're not gonna really do this right mm-hmm. so actually it works i mean i feel like i'm the person that's really putting the pressure on myself my parents are like you are so amazing i can't wait till you're like walking into like a paparazzi or whatever and i'm like i don't want that like mm-hmm. that's not something i want and i'm not gonna get there or anything so, so
0: you're not necessarily looking for fame you really are yeah. looking for a a creative um, lifestyle where you just do your work
2: Honestly, I feel like, you know, I kind of go back and forth on whether or not I want to actually pursue singing, but I know that first and foremost, I really would love to be a songwriter. I mean, I want to, I really want to travel and see the world, and Mm -hmm. I feel like songwriting would let me do that. I can write songs and see the world and, you know, experiment with film and everything else I love doing while really paying attention to. And feeding what I love most.
0: Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, actually, no, let me ask you this before we transition over. Who are some of your influences now in music?
2: Now in music, um, I have a lot of... Well, I still listen to, like, a lot of jazz. So I love, you know, Louis Armstrong and um, Billie Holiday and, you know, Ella Fitzgerald. All of those. And then it goes into, like, rock that I still listen to, you know, Rolling Stones. I have a Beatles sticker on my car because of how much I love the Beatles. And then Good band. yeah, yeah, and but then I have, you know, Coldplay and Radiohead and bands like that. But I love listening to new music. Discovering new music, it's the coolest thing that I it feeds my creative um mind when I hear a new band or And stuff like that. So I'm always, like, constantly looking for something, new stuff to listen to. So I do love Lana Del Rey, and I do love, you know, um, I was like, I actually found a band um, when I was living in San Francisco, and this random CD piled, and it was called Film School. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I never heard of them, you know, it was a 99 cents, so I didn't think they were going to be too popular, but it had flowers on the cover, and it was called Film School, and I was attending film school and they were found in san francisco so i'm like okay this is perfect
0: my head is like that did it the flowers (laughs) on on the album cover i did it
2: they need a song about karate yeah but But i listened to it and it's so awesome and i'm so it was just so meant to be that i found them and so it's just like stuff like that like i don't need to listen to something that's on my pandora station but as long as like it's something new and um always kind of and it's a kind of a punk band. Like I would say it's it's supposed to be alternative, but I definitely feel like there's like some punk um influences on them and that's something new. Like I don't really listen to so really how,
1: cool.
0: how would you best describe your your music now? And what would you like to take it to?
2: Hmm.
0: It could be genre, it could be yeah. any way you, you describe it.
2: Well, I think after I'm done performing at For Scotty, everyone's like, "Oh, you sound just like Nora Jones." Or you sound just like perfect for a cafe and in my mind i mean all of those are just the best compliments but i have a dream to be have more of a like an indie rock kind of film because that's what i love listening to mm-hmm. but who knows you know whether or not i can do that with you know i may be someone who really does have to stick with um this kind of like soulful indie acoustic person um but my, my biggest dream would to be, you know, to have more of that Radiohead kind of influence of rock in my music. And right now I'm actually collaborating with two awesome musicians.
0: I met them at the show. Yeah,
2: yeah. Matt and Mark. And um, th- that's been so awesome because I've never, I've been kind of restricted by my acoustic guitar. And this yeah. is all I have. And yet here they are and they're doing awesome drums and bass and guitar. And
1: yeah, it's yeah. been.
0: I've been there. You know, yeah. It's like uh. M- who I collaborate with is Mm -hmm. the band Time Will Decide which is Will and David Fournier they're so awesome (laughs) and I remember the first time like not this previous show the show before my first one where I was like I didn't do so good but uh, (laughs) I remember like I was just doing the acoustics and then just hearing the drum tracks along with it or hearing like these guys are geniuses and they put on whatever they want I'm like Wow, this so <laughs> sounds so much better. I don't even have to sing. I can just keep playing, and you guys are making sound beautiful. And, yeah. And that's and you touch a very important factor when it comes to music. I think is for most creative things is you really have to trust who you're collaborating with.
2: Yeah, that's a major part. Like feeling comfortable, you know, tossing back ideas too. I
0: think your phone is. In your, in your, uh, is there yeah. a text coming? I don't. Oh. You, you, oh. <laughs> you usually phones uh, they, uh, the radio oh, the, no. the microphone thing it's uh. okay don't no worry <laughs> uh, but yeah you were saying you, you, so these new guys you met you're yeah. collaborating with
2: yeah they're really I mean they have um, really awesome music taste kind of you know on the same as like blues and rock so I trust when I tell them or give them lyrics they're like okay yeah how does this sound and I'm like I would never think of that but that is so awesome so on the league of what i dream of sounding like and they're so um receptive to um you know things i do like and don't like and but alone they are so um Amazing that it's like, oh, do you guys really want to work with me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I might be holding you back, but they right. are—they're so lovely. They're perfect.
0: That's great. <laughs> and and are, are they in a band themselves? Or they yeah, just... they
2: are in a band. It's called um The Mountain Chimes. The and
0: ma- the The Mountain Chimes. Yeah. Right? I,
2: like yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they. I mean, I hope to work with them further on many other songs, and we'll actually have our song "Oh Babe" that I wrote in the. um You know, uh, orchestrated the music behind um, coming out very soon. We we just got done recording it, and um, we're editing everything, and so we'll have it to everyone very soon. Maybe on my Facebook page, I'll make sure to post everything.
0: Now, what's your creative process like when it comes to writing a song and uh, crafting the song?
2: Um, it's definitely about an organic feeling I mean sometimes I'm driving in the car or you know wherever and I just have this thought or idea of maybe just a line and like something that like I recently felt with um my song Dead Roses was just like the idea that someone took all the blood from your body like I almost gave you all the blood from my body and it was just this so like vulnerable feeling of knowing that you willingly gave your life to someone but in not like complete body form just everything and um having that image and that's where i kind of feel like film comes in that image of like really being vulnerable to someone yeah you sit down and you play with chords that kind of best match your feeling and i think it just kind of pours out after that and if it happens any other way it doesn't really work for me if it you know if i just go in and i'm like i want to write a cool song that sounds like this song or i want to write a more upbeat song if i go in and with the guitar like oh let me just stick with the happy chords or whatever it won't come out because i'll just like try too hard of something but if it just comes to me driving in the car or wherever it will just it i finish a song in like five minutes and just like work on it for the rest of the day or you know
0: so it, it, comes, it comes out, like, in spurts. Like, it comes out in, like, yeah. f- quick flashes of, of, like, oh, boom, got it.
2: Yeah, got definitely. It. And I feel like the more, you know, kind of experiences you go through life, the just more freeing writing is, yeah. you know.
0: Now, you mentioned that when you're making happy melodies, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think that is? Mm. And and you mentioned you want to go the Radiohead route. Yeah. So is there a connection there? that it seems like you got a lot of built-in angst that you're trying to release. Cause I'm that way. Yeah. Like people told me, it's like, Hori, a lot of your songs are depressing." Like, <laughs> so fucking a. I went through breakup. I went through like yeah. a lot of shit. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, and, and naturally, I'm neurotic, so it's like I I, I think of the worst sometimes. So yeah. Yeah. My music's a little depressing sometimes.
2: And yeah. I think it's because when you are so happy with your life, you know, when you just go through an amazing triumph. Um, How small or big, doesn't matter. The first thing you do isn't, oh, I'm going to grab my guitar and I'm going to write it all down. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to keep living. But then as soon as something hard happens, which, you know, I went through a breakup, which kind of fueled every song on my SoundCloud. And that's when you like feel like I need to write this out. I am so hurt. I'm so whatever that I there's no other way to deal with this other than, you know, I could easily of just sit in a corner or not talk to anyone and kind of keep doing what i'm doing or i can write it out and feel a lot better and you may not even feel a lot better after but it's like okay i, I kind of have a handle on what i was feeling so
0: yeah. uh, see that's a beautiful notion i always say that some of the best pieces of art whether it's painting with its music or it came from broken hearts yeah and i think in general being happy is uh, it's gonna sound so bad but as a creative person when you're happy and comfortable with life mm. you're fucked in my opinion <laughs> excuse my french I'm so sorry no. you, you, you didn't cuss not once today so I feel like I'm uh, I'll
2: throw one in there uh, <laughs>
0: I, I don't mean to offend but, no. but 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 you're pretty much I think uh, it's not necessarily bad but I think it slows down the creative process if you're comfortable and happy with life don't get me wrong I'm not saying people should not be I think you yeah. should be it's great that you are but at least for me when I'm happy and comfortable I was like you know what I'm happy with life I don't need to work hard at anything else you know <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know. It's
0: and, and then if it wasn't for breakups, like, what would Adele be now? You know what I'm saying?
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I, I totally, like, are in tune with what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating.
2: Well, I'm, you know, anyone who meets me, they'll think I'm, like, the most positive person. And I am. I, I'm really happy. I, like, do my best to a fault to avoid conflicts. Like, mm-hmm. my sister talks to me, like, you know, you could have just, you know, said something to that person head on. Or, you know, but I... I will do anything to avoid a conflict and it's because I think when I do when I am in a conflict such as a breakup or even going through a really hard relationship I you know it, it hits me hard it mm-hmm. affects me in ways that like the only way to fix it is writing it out and yeah. so I, I mean I do my best to just maintain this happy um positive person because I am and um, when bad things happen, I know now that really the only way to fix it is going through the guitar or mm-hmm. piano.
0: I kind of want to delve into a little bit <laughs> about that food because I find it fascinating uh, on some personalities uh, traits and some musicians but that that trait of trying to avoid conflict <laughs> you know me you know in screenwriting yeah conflict is what drives a story yeah conflict is the heart of mm-hmm. the story or not the heart but it's the it's the thing that makes it interesting interesting
2: yeah. Relatable.
0: And here you are and trying to avoid it. <laughs> Why do you think that? Are you the oldest?
2: Yes, I am the oldest.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Do you feel now two, I think, of two possibilities? You can feel free to chime in and be like, okay. no, you're wrong. Or, <laughs> oh, no, it's more than that. Maybe you grew up in an environment where there's a lot of conflict happening to the point where you're just tired of it and you're trying to avoid it at all times. Or the opposite. Maybe there was no conflict in your life. (laughs) You're like, what is this new thing of conflict? Why? why? But I I don't know, because you're into writing, screenwriting Mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. So tell me a bit about that.
2: Hmm. Well, I think the conflicts in my childhood, because I am lucky enough to have, like, you know, a great family, where, like, my conflicts were a little superficial, you know? Like, you know, everything a girl goes through you know liking someone and i don't think that's that superficial
0: stuff. i think that's actually some deep okay. shit like i, I'm, I so again <laughs> sorry for my french but i think there's some deep thing of of liking somebody yeah and and, and the unrequited uh feeling the, giving well,
2: your heart to someone yeah yeah that I, I, yeah okay that, that's not superficial well why
0: do you think that is i'm, I'm fascinated like literally, i'm fascinated now like what why do you think that is
2: making it not superficial or
0: or why did you perceive it a bit superficial to give your heart
2: um well I think I'm just like this romantic I am like I think romantic at heart where I can dream up a whole story about someone I never talked to but see them at a cafe and I'm like <laughs>
0: are we you're awesome yes <laughs> I like that I,
2: I can just sit there and be like I'm it's only been 12 minutes and I'm like already thinking about you know okay when we travel to Ireland or whatever and we go on this hike you know like I'm it's so sad but then I think falling in love with a stranger is even like harder than falling in love with like a real person but so I'm gonna I feel like all those you, me- say, you say it's harder I think it's harder I
0: think it's easier I think I could totally fall in love with somebody who's like I'm never gonna have another interaction with in
2: my life. well that's true well I feel like if you do have an interaction and you don't, you kind of know them where like the possibility of a relationship could be there. But like you in your mind, you're like, okay, they're like this and we're like this. And this person really likes me and we're going to do this and this and this. And then, you know, it doesn't pan out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they were everything you dreamed, dreamt of. Or like someone in real life, you got to know them and you were in a relationship with them. You know, all their faults, you know, all of their fears and, pros and cons all of that stuff and um so they're real and you kind of understand where it went wrong you know mm-hmm. in a sense that's kind of vague but
0: okay i, I get what you're saying <laughs> all right i want to transition to film now okay and uh pretty much some of the basic questions as well is what were some of your uh oh but you're, you're also a writer <laughs> why can i take this <laughs>
2: <laughs> so many ways
0: yeah it, but let's with film okay. who, who are some of your film in influences when you're younger
2: um. Okay. Well, as a romantic person, I I'm a romantic comedy person, which you can like. That's the kind of genre that everyone really so. kind of loves to hate on.
0: Rom-coms.
2: Rom-coms.
0: But they're successful for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I mean they're Compl- they appeal to people for a reason.
2: And I I love Nora Ephron as you know as a writer and everything. I mean, um. You know when Harry met Sally. Being very young, classic, I yeah. I loved it. I love Bridget Jones' Diary, which is a very girly one, but it was a great book and then turned into a great film. And that really isn't just kind of the normal boy falls in love with a girl and they kind of go through a fake breakup, you know, that whole stuff. It wasn't classic, um, which I loved. And so I love that. And then I also love, you know, like Ferris Bueller, which is a movie that I watched, a film I watched on repeat when I was younger. Um, because it was a very coming of age, and I kind of admired even the filming, you know, mm-hmm. aesthetics of just like the way they shot it. I just already knew that that was so cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so, I mean, and then when it comes to what I love now and what I just like watch that film, and I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. And I would love to make something along that because I feel like it's so me, it would be like Amelie. The, um, the French film about um, it's a, it's a romantic movie, but it's very. Um, I love the way it's shot, and it's very.
0: It's the um, Jean-Pierre Junot mm-hmm. uh, film. Yeah, Emily, classic.
2: Classic. Do you, yeah.
0: do you like his other stuff? I love his other stuff as well.
2: Have um, you checked it out? W- what are the some of the titles? The oh, uh,
0: to re- remembering, there's a war one. I have. I thought like you borrow one. I have it somewhere in there. Uh, McMax. Max. So okay. Pretty much, he has this very surreal, super, super, His, like, yeah. cartoony way of looking at things.
2: And it's so yeah. out of the box, and that's so cool. And I don't know, it's just, it takes you out of their world and, like, put, puts you in, like, your, you know, like how they. I don't know. It's just brilliant. I love it. every time I watch it. I'm just like, okay, I'll watch this again. Yeah. You know? And um, so, yeah, that's definitely something I love. And Silver Linings Playbook, which that I watched in screenwriting. And I...
0: I, I saw that film for the first time a couple <gasps> weeks ago. No way. And it hit me hard. Like, really? I related so much.
2: Yeah.
0: And I was like, like like for me, the first reason I avoided it, maybe mm-hmm. it was the hype. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but I saw, I was like, you know what? I think that was a film I needed to see a, yeah. a, at that point of time because, because it, it really, I don't know. Like when you, I'm kind I'm of, go, I'm going through a weird phase in life right now. Mm-hmm. And seeing a film like that, where it's like, it makes me say, okay, you know, life can be okay. You know, yeah. it's kind of that thing about expectations.
2: It is. Yeah. And it's
0: like, you know what? As long as you're happy with what you got, you should be okay with it.
2: Yeah. And it, and it was so beautiful and the fact that they were both such flawed characters like yeah it was amazing and the writing and the cinematography and that I really I think that also furthered my love in cinematography because of their shots and their kind of um, in-depth looks at um, like shots that meant a lot more than what was on the surface you know Mm -hmm. all the running shots and I mean that meant so much to me and my film my love of film and even acting like not that I you know ever looked at acting very you know with a harsh eye or anything but that one I just I admired that craft so much more too mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean that wasn't one of those films that I love and continue to like love a lot
0: okay great and as far as writing in general do you have any influences there
2: um yeah so like Nora Ephron and um I'm Big fans so of David O. Russell and, um, who's the other one? Um, I have my sister.
0: Your mm-hmm. sister? Your sister? You're a writer as well?
2: Uh,
0: no. <laughs> oh. I, I, they say your sister is another writer. No, so she, just,
2: um, she's a real film nerd too. We, we yeah. were both kind of, like, nerd out together, but she the, knows the, all the names, like, on top of her head.
0: So you guys are, like, you guys are the dynamic duo. Yeah, she's yeah.
2: a Martin Scorsese film Oh, great. Yeah. 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 love that.
0: <laughs> Does Mario Scorsese play a big part in your,
2: in your um things? I would say, like, I admire him because I can never do, like, never be in that mindset as him. Like, I admire, like, even um, Quentin Tarantino because it's like, I'm, I'm never going to write, um, you know, Django Unchained you know, or right. something like that or Pulp Fiction. They're so awesome and I love that eye, but it's because I can't, and you know I'm not gonna ever be that that I admire them even more so that's the same thing I feel with Martin Scorsese too
0: What is your creative process when writing a screenplay?
2: Um, It's really I almost think it's like my daydreams and that could work in good and bad ways but I start out with you know what if this happened or you know my um, I had a my aunt was getting a divorce Mm -hmm. and that kind of fueled my screenplay um in screenwriting my first screenwriting class because I wrote a romantic comedy about um a lawyer a divorce lawyer falling in love with his um client that he was helping and it was just kind of centered around that and like you know I mean it came out and it was very um, generic but I still think about stuff like that like it's just finding the comedic moments of everyday life and because it, you know, life is crazier than even in the movies. I feel, and I think playing on that—that's kind of, I guess, just the daydreams of life.
1: Now
0: you mentioned comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a big comedies is a big thing in your writing.
2: Yeah, I would say I. I mean, I've tried writing, you know, dramas and all that, but it's really just comedy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. Like for yeah. me, like I do stand up comedy. Yeah. But I can't you're really awesome. I can't really write a comedy screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be dramatic stories really? for me. I didn't know that. Uh, but I, I do sprinkle humor in them. Oh yeah, uh, But uh yeah, like if I was to say I'm gonna write a full comedy movie, I can't, I can't. I have to be, it has to be some actual drama behind it. And okay. and like you know, for the web series that I wrote, I wrote an entire season. Wow. And it, it, it's supposed to be a comedy, but, like, it's very dramatic. There's some themes I touch on that are pretty heavy. Wow. and it, But that's the thing. It's, like, it's interesting that you, you, you don't really strive to do comedy, but yet you write it in your work.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's – I think it's also, you know, my dad was a really big, like, Adam Sandler and um, Chris Farley, David Spade. Chris Farley, yeah. So we watched all of that when we were little. Sa-
0: Saturday Night Live kind Sat- of stuff.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean – I, we tell our parents, like, we watched Saturday Night Live at such a young age where, like, we didn't understand the humor. <laughs> and I think a lot of the kids on the yeah. playground I mean, I remember being in fifth grade and asking, Oh, did you watch this person on Saturday Night Live? And they're like, What's that? You know? Or, oh, did you watch Jay Leno last night? I mean, oh, wow.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I don't think we were supposed to Have stay up that Have you considered like... doing comedy?
1: Maybe you should
2: give comedy no. a
0: try. I wrote a comedy room. We should come by and do like a, a five, three-minute set.
2: I, I do sets for my sister, and she doesn't think I'm funny. She
0: so. no. <laughs> <laughs> goes, Patrice, don't quit your day job. You yeah. Just, just do your thing now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I love writing humor, but um, other than that, I don't think I can – you know, I don't you know, doing comedy stand up, you have to be this character and I admired you when you went oh. up because you were awesome and even oh, thank you. all the comedians at the friscotti I mean they're so um so cool and the fact that they really put on that persona of like that person that they're trying to, you know, tell the audience they are, you um, know. Yeah. I or mean, is it
0: Well, it's it's first similar to acting in some sense because you are putting up a mask up there mm-hmm. and you're trying to and And there's some do's and some don'ts. It depends, you know, what route you take it. Um, But I try to keep it as me as possible. Uh, Like, for me, I get very tired. I'm not sure if your sister could late, but putting up a persona for everybody... I, it's very tiring for me. Like, yeah, I'm sure. You know, people, when they I'm a comedian, they want to hang out with me, and they want to, like, you know, like, oh, this is a funny guy. Wait till he says something <laughs> funny. And I'm like, guys, I just want to go home now and Netflix and, like, just sleep. Yeah. You know, I really don't feel like going out or, like, um... Or, but it depends, you know. Uh, you know, there's some comedians that stay within character and that's what they, who, who they want to be known as. Yeah. And yeah. some I respect was, it's sad sometimes seeing them because sometimes they get depressed. Because they get depressed because mm-hmm. expectations. They're like, I want people to see me this way, but they're not. You know, yeah. it's like, so for me, the thing with me though, with comedy is my, my my background is primarily primarily writing. Like I tell people, I am not a comic. I'm not a musician. I'm not an artist. None of that. hmm I'm. I feel like I'm just a writer, because that's what I did as young. I did poetry. I did storytelling, and and for me, doing music and doing comedy and doing all this other stuff is just practice exercise to develop my skills. Yeah. If, if I'm good at it, fuck, freaking a. Uh, I still
2: feel bad. I don't, know. don't feel bad. No. Cause you,
0: you two are like so, so like like gals here. Like usually, usually I yeah, bring in like more comedians and then,
2: My uh, grandma's gonna listen to this. Uh, oh my
0: god, I'm so <laughs> Love sorry, you grandma. Yeah, So sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I'm but, kidding. Uh,
0: but yeah, I mean, but one thing, and I'm sure, and this was something that brought Goldwyn instilled in me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not about talent yeah i mean it is to a certain like 10 percent of it but it's how much work you put into it it's how much uh craftsmanship work you put into it i mean you could stare at the stars all you want to 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 bring out a story but eventually you got to sit down and write Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and 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 and, and i think that's the hardest and part of the most rewarding thing about writing is that you get through it like all right and you go back oh my god that's complete crap but hey (laughs) there's always room for improvement yeah, and that's something to to that I have to always remind myself, you know. Yeah. like like that. That's my my wall of screenplays I'm working on Ooh. and stuff like that. And I have it there, so when I walk by, it's like it reminds me. All right, I gotta take care of this. I gotta I gotta write because if not, I'll be like I'll forget or at least yeah. I, I do I procrastinate. Pro-
2: oh God, so yeah, bad.
1: <laughs>
0: so you, you I need something in my face like mm-hmm. that to be like, all right, do you take this seriously? Yeah, you know.
2: And actually, something Brock said that has always stuck with me was um, how he put. I think it was like 10,000 hours in screenwriting, or whatever you put 10,000 hours to. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I may be getting the the number wrong, but um, that's what, that's your craft. You know, that's that amount of hours is, that's how, I don't, how did you work? Okay.
0: It's from a book, The Outliers 10,000 hours of of whatever you work, you get good at.
2: Yeah, you're an expert.
0: Which which I got 10, you're an expert in. So I do have 10,000 hours in eating. So I'm an expert in eating. I know that. Uh, So yeah, no, he's, yeah, I see what you're saying.
2: And, you know, when I thought of that, and so he was like, okay, you know, I've done my 10,000 hours and, you know, everything else, you're just, you know, you're perfecting your craft. And he was like, so all of you guys have to work on those 10,000 hours. And when I thought about that, I thought, okay, yeah, I do need to work on 10,000 hours of screenwriting. But something I've already had, was music like i've surpassed ten thousand hours i came home from school and didn't do most of my homework so i could play the guitar or could write a song so i surpassed ten thousand hours and that even solidified okay you know yeah this is what you you love doing you know
0: (laughs) it's interesting all right we're reaching that one hour mark oh okay uh you should start closing down by now but she's uh do you have any upcoming shows or anything else you want to put out people where can they catch your stuff
2: Yeah, so SoundCloud, I have um, all of my recent songs, I'll be putting out new stuff, which is really exciting, and I have a Facebook page, a fan page, under Patrice Faith, Um, that's where you can catch me, I also have an Instagram that I love um, really posting stuff to, it's kind of more of my, like, cinematography love of, like, posting photos. and pretty
0: good stuff, Uh, what camera do you use?
2: My iPhone. (laughs) Your iPhone, really? Yeah.
0: Oh my god, I just saw a film called Tangerine on Netflix amazing film really and Inti- shot entirely with an iphone 5
2: yeah
0: and of course they, they use some special lens for it but like mm-hmm. the 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 concept of them shot a feature-length film on an iphone 5 and it's a pretty darn film good film wow with, and the cinematography is really interesting okay. uh, I, I recommend you to check it out i definitely uh, will not safe for work though don't have your grandma sit around you <laughs> watching it uh but but, okay. but but it was a very amusing movie and I, it's weird how technology is is changing. Where you could take some amazing photography with your with your with your phone, you know? Yeah,
2: like, yeah, I know. Like,
0: I, I seen it's... your photography, and it's like, wow, it looks like she really has like I don't know, like a fancy <laughs> camera with it or something. you were photoshopping.
2: I wish. I mean, I do have a fancy camera that I love shooting with, like when it comes to films. But you know, it's really about making it organic. Like, what's in my pocket? It's gonna be my phone, and I'm experiencing whether a cool hike or whatever it is. I take a photo of it, and that's how it. I edit it, of course, but other than that, and like, it's very, you know, just kind of my eyes on yeah. certain things. So my Instagram and um, all that stuff, I post about music, film, everything, and yeah. So. Cool.
0: All right, and you ready to play a song for us?
2: Yes. Yeah. I I couldn't decide which one I was going to perform, but. I decided on performing one of the songs I put on my short little CD that I passed out um, for your show, actually, the Songwriter's Night. Okay, Um, okay, so this song is called um, It Wasn't Over for Me. And here it is.
1: shadows and graces, nothing scared me, not even your secrets, our conversations were fun questions.